0: that was easy hi everyone i'm lisa morrell founder of equine alchemy and as i said earlier before we started recording i'm so honored that all of you are here and that you took time out of your busy schedules your holidays everything to talk about horses and coaching so that is my uh, my favorite thing to talk about so I'm glad I get to share that with you. As I said, we have over 60 people on the call today, so I have you all muted at this point, but there will be a time for Q&A, okay? Um, you can always type into the chat. Uh, say hello. I'm kind of checking in there. Yeah, okay. Chrissy. Uh, great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so Trish, kind of check in with us again and see if there's, uh, see if there's something we can do about all of your uh, about your sound trouble okay cuz I want you to hear all right so <clears throat> the official part of the program Oh Peggy and Chris are trying to call in from a phone and getting an invalid number uh, you have to go to the uh, invitation that you got you can call in on um, let's see hold on just a second I'm going to look here um let's see that's the new December case study let me see on your webinar details hold on I'm waiting let's see web information the number is can somebody type this in the chat 716-273-1030 And the attendee PIN is 530-4798. The dial-in number again is 716-273-1030. And the PIN number is 530-4798. Thanks, Trish. I appreciate that. Okay, back we go. I just love it when we're all working together, right? Okay. Julie had a question. Let me just check in to the chat. 716. Uh, I switched to phone and can hear now. Okay. Great. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes the computer works and sometimes it doesn't. I do know that. So thank you again for uh, pitching in. It takes a herd, right, (laughs) to get all of this done. All right. As I said, welcome to all of you who are here with us live and who are going to be listening on the recording. Uh, We've always had such incredible responses from everyone uh, around these case studies. It seems like it's great for me, as I've said, because I get to relive them and share them which is really powerful for me and it's great for you because i want to take you behind the scenes so you can get uh whether you're an experienced practitioner you're thinking about becoming a practitioner or you're just newly on the path hopefully you'll get some masterful coaching tips to to help you move further along either validating what you already do and getting maybe just a little something else, but also just congregating with all of us here on, in uh, in the equine alchemy herd. Right, so great, so I'm happy to hear that. Happy that you're all here. Now, um, by like I said, there's coaching tips that I, I show you during this entire thing. I usually focus on about three of them. And so we'll be doing that today one of the first coaching tips is I call them masterful coaching tips because I feel like uh, coaching mastery is really required in um, equine assisted coaching. So what do you do when uh, the energy of the whole thing is getting the better of you? And uh, how do you keep your clients safe and the whole group working still? And then, uh, what do you do to help people articulate those experiences? Because as we know, so much of the power of working with horses is nonverbal. And yet we need to bring it up to our brain so that we can integrate it into our, our minds and our, our cognitive abilities so we can use it in the rest of our lives. So there's those three things we're going to be looking at. And um, for those of you who may be new... Um, I've been a business coaching consultant for over 20 years, worked all over the world, used to be in the corporate world, and I still do some corporate work now. And uh, it's it's very interesting, some of the things that have been coming up. And then I decided to work with Linda Kohanov after a big burnout and began doing equine assisted coaching as a result of seeing the incredible uh, symbiosis and match between working with horses and coaching. And originally I thought it would be a great thing to uh, do this, to learn how to be a better coach. And in fact, I definitely feel like I'm a better coach as a result of learning from the horses because they're the ultimate masters at coaching. And for those of us who do equine assisted coaching already, we know that they are true partners. And sometimes we just have to get out of the way and let them do whatever they are going to do, work their magic, so to speak. And uh, so I started a course about uh, eight years ago, and so it's going to be almost 10 years. That's hard to believe, but I need to have some kind of celebration, right? Well, this is the last of our series in 2017 of Conscious Coaching Case Studies. I wanted to bring this experience to more people because I love this work, and I feel like it's extremely important for people to, to really know how to do this work and to share it. And share it in a way that's the most powerful for the people that you're working with and um, also keep everyone safe. So, I want to keep the quality of what we're doing really high and make sure that it continues to grow. This field continues to grow. Got my notes here so that I don't forget anything. Um, Oh, Also, I wanted to tell you that these case studies, there's going to be quite a few of my students of equine assisted coach training certification students on this because this is part of the curriculum. So if you're ever wondering about equine assisted coaching and what is it that you have to study or learn to actually become one, well, this is the kind of thing that we look at very closely. So you're actually getting part of the equine alchemy's equine assisted coach training certification curriculum when you are here. So welcome. Welcome to our classroom. All right. Um, Let's see. I just want to check on a couple of things. Yeah, the number just keeps growing. This is terrific. Uh, Tonight's case study I I sent to you before and it was called The Perfect Storm. And uh, I, I want to know, I want you to know that Coaching with horses is more than workshops. It's more than just uh, coach training. It's more than equine guided learning. And this particular case study is really gonna demonstrate that, how deeply and intense this work can go. And so that's one reason why I wanted to, uh, why I chose this one, so I could share it with all of you. I'm just gonna check the attendee chat just to see if there's anyone with any questions. Oh, okay. Okay, that's true. Yeah, so you can you can do your chat to everyone or you can do them <clears throat> just to me. Okay? All right. Let's see if there's anything else. Uh yeah. Okay. I seem to have not what I want here, so I have to look. You know, this is the thing. I get so prepared for everything. And, um, (laughs) and then guess what happens? All right. Uh, let's see. Yes, I am live, Chris. Um, you, all you have to do is you can't see me. You should be able to see me. Let me look over here. Can you see me or hear me? I'm on any meeting and everybody, there's been other people who've said that they can see me and hear me. So um, I'm not sure what's going on for you, Chris. Oh, maybe you should call in. No, of course you want to be online. You're all the way in Hawaii. Uh, I'm on the phone too. Well, you should be able to. Um, I'm I'm not sure how to do that. Again, I'll check in with others. Is, uh, can you check in and let me know that, that um, you can hear me before I start the case study right now? Uh, I'm on the phone. I can't hear you on the phone. I can see and hear you. Jen can. Tanya can. I have him access ha, allow access to his camera on his phone. Oh, that's a good idea. Did you hear that? Oh, you can't hear anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, just keep trying. Seeing and hearing on both phone and internet. All right, Diane. All right, so Chris, I hope you can read lips and maybe just come back in again. All right, I'm going to go back now to the case study and so we can get started now usually when we start this case study the first thing i ask and invite everyone to do is just to become as present as we can and so for some of you okay thanks jen for some of you that means you can close your eyes some of you might be already lying down some of you might be watching tv or doing multitasking i invite you to just Put down whatever it is that that you are attending to and just take a moment to breathe in and just notice what's going on in your body. There's so much importance around connecting and integrating our minds, our hearts, and our power centers so that we can live our life fully and be fully present. And that's how I invite you to experience this case study. So, again, take another couple of deep breaths. Hmm, It feels good doing it with all of you. Okay, so let's get started. I called this the perfect storm. I didn't know exactly what to call it while it was happening, but towards the end of it, I was sure it was the perfect storm. Um, I was looking forward to the workshop. It was a group session, not individual, so I'm really taking it from uh, perhaps a different point of view than maybe some of the other case studies I've done. And as usual, I invited all different levels of students to enrich the learning. I feel like uh, we can all learn more from each other when we're at our own levels of learning. And that's how we do the coach training course. We have some people who are almost graduates, some people who are new. So we have beginners there just to experience the work with the horses. And that's what we call the experience. People can come to experience equine alchemy um, just without any kind of consideration for the coach training program. It's just so that you can be with the horses and do the work. So that's what we call the experience. And then there were various levels of students in our equine assisted coach certification program. So we had a great group and I noticed something wasn't right. The second morning of the third of the three day workshop, when we were doing the morning check-in like we do every day and we were in a nice cozy room and, uh, Wood stove and it was very very nice. Well, I'm just going right along and then all of a sudden I just lost my train of thought. I couldn't remember what I was thinking. I just I just blanked out, and it was very strange. I I stopped for a moment and I noticed, and then I just I kind of felt like I was in a different reality. But what was I going to do? So. I knew it was strange, and so I just told the woman, in, who was actually, of course, one of the new people, that uh, I'd just, you know, I'd just forgotten, lost my train of thought, which is kind of unusual for me, and uh, that I would get back to her later, right? So as the morning debrief continued, I noticed a couple of the other students responding strangely as well, and it seemed like the entire room was just tightening. It was a very strange feeling. So I just kept breathing, and I completed the morning check-in as best as I could, and during the break, the first thing I did was say, I think we need to clear this space, and we do that a lot with singing bowls, because the vibration clears the energy. So we did that, especially in this one particular area, and I don't know if it was the right tone or what, because I'm not quite sure it worked. So the next thing we did is we went outside to practice some energy work with the horses and humans. And I began with the horses because the horses always ground me so well. And I'm sure those of you who work with horses can totally relate. And uh, as I was doing this, I just realized I was just still feeling quite off. And um, I did. Notice that one of the places I feel energy, I do a lot of energy work on horses, and like Reiki and some some other things. And also when I'm near them and I can feel them on a different level, we kind of call this intersubjectivity here at Equine Alchemy. I always feel it in my legs, and some of you may know that there's different places you feel it you may feel it in your heart and your gut, or uh, just some place. And so mine are in my legs and. Um, That was so strong when I was just working with the horses trying to get grounded. I just, I felt them buckle underneath me. And so this is where masterful coaching tip number one came into play. How to tell when the energy is more in charge than you are. And at that point, I knew I had to sit down. I could no longer just kind of struggle through it. I needed to sit down. And um, luckily because I had all these different levels of students in there, there were some almost graduates, so I could ask them, can you take over this next particular experience? And I sat in the chair and looked on, and um, then I could give them feedback. Everything felt so bizarre. and I was getting sick to my stomach, and it seemed like some very strange energy was coming from the place where the students were. They were all over on a different uh, place than I was. As usual, I checked in with the horses because I have always said, if you want to know what's really going on, check in with the horses. So I did that. Interestingly enough, they were, uh, oh, I do? I have a big bug behind me. Ah, thank you. Ah, these are uh, not bad bugs. They are, they, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> Jen, you're so funny. These are bugs that are attacking our trees and I live in a very old farmhouse, so they kind of like to be in our house too um thank you (laughs) um yeah so these horses were perfectly calm and i thought this is interesting something is happening here on a different level because if the humans at least i was feeling so ill at ease and they were so calm something was happening and I just knew that I was struggling and so it must be something that was happening inside of me as well as outside in the environment, but they were, um, it was something that I was unfamiliar with and that they were familiar with. That's basically what I came up with and I needed to come up with something at that point. <laughs> I just exercised my emotional agility and continued with a powerful session in the round pen and coaching afterwards. Emotional agility, remember, is being, becoming aware of what's going on around you, uh, recognizing what it is, asking, is this aimed towards me? Is there any action I need to take? Taking that action and then going back to grazing. No panicking, no judging, no, what am I going to do? Just being just like the horses, and so that's what I had to do: is practice my emotional agility. And then, because I had to do uh, facilitate and coach a round pen session, and actually it turned out really nice. It was very powerful, working with the horse and the individual student that was inside. So that went really well, and the coaching afterwards with the client, I say, went really well as well, and. Then I turn to the group for the group coaching. At Equine Alchemy, we know, and this is one of the really, I think, differentiating aspects of what we do here anyway, is that how you experience others' experiences, what you see in those experiences can tell you a lot about your interface or interaction with your life and others. So if, for example, you see there's a lot of uh, compassion, the horses are taking care of you. Often I will ask someone, well, where do you need compassion and being taken care of? Because everybody will see something different. So this group coaching is is so valuable because it's not everyone sitting around wondering when their turn's gonna come. It's about uh, learning and having a powerful experience for themselves individually. And uh, it's it's a very, very powerful process. So I began to engage in this process. But when I turned around and faced all the group, oh, my gosh, I just felt that energy again. There it was, the bizarre feeling and the dis-ease and being ill at ease. I really was struggling to stay present. And as I went, it just seemed like the group's energy was getting, uh, I said, worse in the in the paper. But <clears throat> it was just getting stronger, let me say that. And seriously, I couldn't do anything about it. I just had to stay with it and be there. Uh, Again, um, looking in at the horses. Now, after we finished that, I was very happy that the next round pen session was going to be facilitated by one of our uh, almost graduates, a very advanced student. So I was happy about that. (laughs) So I could just sit back, as I often do. This is how we we teach is uh, once you get to a certain level, then you go and you do the facilitating and the coaching while I sit back observe, support, Uh, I never like throw you in where you can't do it yourself and uh, then give you feedback and coaching afterwards on, on how it went. So that's what happened. And I was very relieved and unknown to me at the time, this man, students experience of the energy that I've been talking about, of this bizarre feeling, told him to call in the ancestors and clear the space. I just was watching, and he had his hands open like this, <clears throat> and I wasn't sure what was happening, but I was feeling it. And then as a result of him calling in the ancestors to clear the space or not, I don't know, the wind, which was quiet up until then, whipped up into a dust devil and swirled through the round pen. No place else, just through the round pen. The client, which was a newer student, uh, felt the need to ground. So she crouched down on the ground while she was in the round pen near the earth. The response from the horse, which was, everybody loved this horse, a magnificent gray percheron, just tucked his massive frame. You couldn't think he could get so little around this woman as though he was shielding her from what was happening. This was so powerful and mystical that all of us just felt the static electricity. You could see it in the horse's tail. You could see it everywhere. We could just feel it. It was very intense, and still, all of the horses were calm. Well, finally, it was time for lunch. Yeah, that was just the morning. (laughs) I was so glad. So uh, before we left, one of the new students, or one of the people in the experience, you know, who had just come for the two-day experience, came up to me, and we'd had a lovely experience so far, and it was very powerful for for her, she said. She came up to me then and said, that I had been, she felt that my energy was very abrupt during that last group coaching. And I just thought, oh boy, um, that's not a good thing. I was just still reeling from what had been happening all morning. So I just said, I was sorry that she felt that way. And it wasn't my intention. And I thanked her for telling me. So obviously what was happening was impacting my coaching. So it had, I, I mean, I don't, Doubted, it and it's not a surprise, but i would never really experienced anything so intense like that So off we went uh, To well before that uh, I just again wanted to check in with the horses they were calm So I knew I needed to focus on the humans one of them being me So this brings us to masterful coaching tip number two what to do about this energy in the group and still keep your clients and your horses safe or calm. So remember how horses respond to incongruence. Humans do the same thing, only they just hide it better. Actually, anxiety, the message behind anxiety is often that something is incongruent. It could be ourselves or it could be others. It could be the situation, but it often causes anxiety. Most of the time, we don't really do anything about it we just know we don't feel very we feel anxious so the underlying anxiety is there and it can show up in various ways which it did because of the incongruence in the morning there were things like uh People projecting their feelings onto each other or onto me. Some people were hiding in the barn. Some people just spaced out. There was a lack of presence. Uh, Some people would lash out. Some people were afraid. It was just bizarre. And uh, since the horses seemed okay, I knew I needed to focus on these humans. That's as far as I could tell you that I had any insight into what was going on at that point. Now, at lunch, with some of my advanced students, I did a reality check. I told them what had been happening to me, and I asked if they were feeling anything. And it was such a relief because they all said, yes, (laughs) yes. It seems like uh, the pressure had been building all morning. And by my bringing it out into the light and saying, "Ah, I'm feeling this way, is anybody else? the pressure just kind of burst, and we felt so much better. Actually, we ate a huge meal. It felt like we needed to eat and eat and eat to kind of take up some of the space of this energy that had been pressure and energy that had been swirling about. And um, it was really great to be able to share that with them. Here at Equine Alchemy, our learning model is based upon something called consensual learning and transparency, rather than I'm the expert and the teacher and you are the student, uh, which positions one over the other. It's kind of like when you're wanting to have a connection with your horse. Yes, you have some skills and your horse has some skills, but you have to do them together. It has to be consensual. And that's when things, magic things start happening. And I feel like that's the best way to learn as well. So the consensual learning model is so powerful because it's an authentic partnership much like the one I just said when you have it with the horses and it's very validating and the learning and transformation are all built upon reciprocity so you're always nurturing you're always receiving you're always giving you're always receiving because everyone has equal value you just often have different sets of information so that's the consensual learning model And uh, the model allows me to use everything as a learning opportunity, which is one of my favorite things to do because I don't feel like anything just happens. There's something there for us, especially when there's a lot of energy around it. So I use it as a learning opportunity for myself and the students. In that context, this whole thing was an important learning experience because working with horses involves a heightened state of awareness. Those of you who do this, I know that you know this, and the openness and vulnerability that results from being in this heightened sense of awareness allows for deep learning. And as we open up for this deep learning, it also opens up the possibility and invites all energy in, both the dark and the light. That's why shadow work is so powerful. In this and possible in this work with the horses so that means with the energy work which I also call boundary work we need to pay careful attention and that's one of the main reasons why I decided on this case study because this happens in this work and I want you all to be prepared for it I've been doing this for 10 years and this is the first time this particular thing happened um, Very interesting and seemingly magical things happen around horses and our ability to perceive what is happening and respond to it is what I call energetic agility. We've talked about emotional agility, but I feel like this is energetic agility. And as this particular session that I'm sharing with you reminded me, it's a critical skill in equine-assisted coaching. Energetic agility. We must first recognize that we feel something different. Or out of the ordinary then we need to see if what's happening is a threat or it's aimed at us and then we need to see what's happening. Rather than on our, our emotions it's about energy and this what I call this perfect storm of energy the action was to recognize that something was happening boy and I did recognize it And so the action I needed to do was to keep it together as well as possible and depend on my wonderful advanced students in the consensual learning relationship to to support the group and the session. This would blow a hole in anyone's facilitation or coaching model that it has to be all about you or that you're the only one that can do anything. You have to be able to, like the horses, you have to have a herd. So when I call it the Equine Alchemy Herd, I'm not just uh, using the words. Uh, This is another reason why I liked having different levels of learning in the group and the consensual learning model. I wasn't the only teacher, and they weren't the only students. We were both teachers and students together. And I think this is funny. If you're wondering where the official host, because we were using another facility other than my own, was uh, where she was. She admitted later that she was hiding in the barn. (laughs) She was feeling the energy and she didn't know what to do about it. So she was wondering if she should actually continue doing these workshops. It was so bizarre. And then another uh, one of the newer students at lunch was so impacted by the energy in the morning and not knowing what was happening. She stayed there to do what I call manure meditation or to just muck out stalls to get to become grounded and and try to get calm so there were quite a few of us experiencing a lot of different things now I believe in and use essential oils and I use it with the energy work with my horses and that's my favorite thing to do but I'm also learning about using it with humans and one of our students does this as well so she had she and he had some great uh, doTERRA oils, and so we used the ones, the aromatherapy, and the different ones to help ground us and center ourselves for the afternoon. And it was a very good idea. We had a lot. We had transparency, and we did the oils, and so now we were ready to do masterful coaching. Tip number three is how to support people to articulate the experiences because it it, one could not pretend that they were not feeling a little bizarre. By this time, I think they were feeling quite bizarre. (laughs) Those who didn't go to lunch with us. So when we reconvened, I did a group coaching session and process debrief. And it was only then that everything that I've been talking about came out into the open. Remember when I said Uh, transparency so we had to name the elephant or in this case horse in the circle um, so that the energy could begin to dissipate and that's when I started learning how everyone else had been responding to this and when they felt it and what they felt and how how it impacted them it was fascinating and it would have been impossible to proceed the rest of the day without this transparency you have to be able to call it what it is or it's not congruent. So we use that as an opportunity to create congruency. We use the transparency and this is something I invite you to take away. The trans, the, the power of transparency in vulnerability. We all had to be vulnerable if we were going to actually experience the depth of learning that was there before us in that situation. However, there's a skill in doing this. Group coaching and processing is is a critical part of the Equine Assisted Coach Training Program. And I've been doing it for over 20 years. And although I teach this very critical balance of knowing and vulnerability in this course, this particular situation was the perfect opportunity to experience the skill of energetic agility of being transparent, of bringing out your vulnerability in the the open and giving an opportunity for people to feel what they were feeling and share that because there was great power and believe me, relief in that for all of us. And the horses, they held the space in such a powerful way while we humans were wondering what was happening and how to deal with it. Horses exist in these waves of energy all the time. No wonder they're such amazing teachers. They practice emotional and energetic agility. And this allows them to kind of surf these waves without wasting any energy or panic or judgment. Wasting any energy on panic or judgment. And, um, I, you know, imagine what our lives would be like if we could do that. I often think... When I'm watching a herd of horses and it seems like nothing's happening and then I step into that their energy fields and I can just feel that wave of energy so I just get kind of an idea about what it's like to like I said surf on those waves it's just so powerful and magical so basically want to say that equine assisted coaching as this case study shows it's just more than coaching skills, or it's more than just equine guided learning exercise. It requires this energetic agility. And of course, we can learn this from the masters of it, the horses. And as I said, remember, in the very beginning, how I even thought about this course was to teach people how to coach, because I felt like they were the best coaches and the best best teachers of coaching. So it turns out I was right uh, to look at the horses for guidance in this energetic, perfect storm. They were extraordinary teachers through holding the space for the group. And I'm so grateful that here at Equine Alchemy, we partner completely with the horses. And we are all very aware that they are not the lesser partner. (laughs) And uh, what happened with the group? We experienced deep opening and growth. We all agreed that we needed this challenge and powerful experience to get through the depth of learning and transformation that we all took away. In fact, we didn't feel like we would, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have gotten there. So it was very, very good and powerful for all of us. You know, I know this. I've been doing this for so long, and yet I am always amazed at the potential of what I feel is a very sacred work. And uh, I feel so grateful to be part of it. And I wanted to share that with you. So let's just take a moment and let that soak in. I'm going to go back to the, um, yeah, here we are. Take a little sip of water
1: hmm
0: so I know there's a lot of you on this uh, but I would love for you I'm gonna give people some microphones and hopefully you can you can see if you can be heard that's what I'm doing right now is giving people microphones different platforms do not allow or only allow certain things for, because I can't do it all at once on this or I would. So I think I just gave, I'm giving some of you, yeah, I'm giving you uh, microphones. So who has a comment or who Uh, no don't do not mean I hear some people please if you have uh, questions and if you have comments what resonated with you what was something here that you felt was uh, really interesting for you remember what I said about how you experience other experiences can tell you a lot about yourself. Lisa, Hi Lisa, this is Lisa. Chrissy. Bye. Hi, Chrissy. Let's. I know there was somebody else, but Chrissy, go ahead.
2: Hi, I just. I, I just wanted to say I was. I was in that session, and um, <laughs> after hearing you recap, um, it just reminded me that mm, there was like that whole experience. What it created for me was. A curiosity and that but and i never noticed me being curious quite like that and mm. i felt like that right there opened so much for me and when i came back home and i was reflecting on that i just was like i felt like so thankful for that experience even though it seemed kind of like like a powerful storm but it ended up um i ended up appreciating the curiosity that it aroused in me because it allowed me to start questioning, like, how can I sense this? What do I need to do to to be able to tell this? And, you know, the kinds of things I'm going to need to to develop myself to get that sensitivity and to look at the horses in a different way, actually. So. Right.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. You know, when people go through these experiences, I never know what they're going to take home. And so I uh, – it's really nice to hear you say that. Yeah, because you were amazing. They were so good. Yeah, one of, the, one of the challenges we, I find people had and I had as well when I first started is how to articulate what it is, what this work is and exactly what's happening. So do you know what caused the energy? This is a message from Tanya. Interestingly enough, the energy, that's why I called it the perfect storm, because I think it came from a lot of different places. There were some new people, there were uh, some, all of us, like I said, there were probably eight or nine of us, were so open that it enabled so much to happen. So it was almost like a, a vortex, an energy vortex in front between the horses, the place, we were at a very sacred place, and uh, the land had a lot, a, a lot of energy in that land, and history and so i think it was a lot of different things and we were just tuned in on a higher vibration so we could actually feel it that's the best understanding we have so far <laughs> of what it was who else hi, I, was, yeah
1: oh it's peggy hi
0: hello peggy welcome how are you i'm great i'm great how are you doing
1: so great. Um, I just wanted to make a comment um, for those of you that don't know. I was the manure meditator and <laughs> <laughs> and experiencing, it, it was so it was so interesting because I'm reflecting, coming back and reflecting and reading about um, in one of uh, Linda Kohana's books talking about um, all of the different ways that we either are taking on other people's emotions or feeling them or bringing up stuff um, Mm -hmm. in ourselves. And I've been having these conversations with clients about this experience, but what I realized, so I was feeling, for those of you that weren't there, I was feeling (laughs) immense, like everything from rage to confusion to self-doubt to just physically uncomfortable um, to a degree that I've never felt. And anyone that knows me, like, rage is not an emotion that I feel. I'm pretty (laughs) happy-go-lucky and positive. And so it was a lot of stuff that I don't normally experience. And then I wanted to know where it was coming from and what was so profound about the coaching that you did after and what I was able to reflect on coming back, what came through that is that i had to go through all of those things it was like the pendulum just swung all the way to left field and i managed all of those things i became aware of all of those emotions all of those self-doubts all of those insecurities that maybe were mine or maybe weren't but it allowed Mm -hmm. me to open up a new door um and then i realized when i came back that it didn't really matter at that moment if they were mine or not because where i got to go from experiencing it was so powerful and so great. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I did question so much, what was it? I wanted to control it all and figure out where it was coming from, but in right. the end, it didn't really matter.
0: Oh, Thank you for saying that. That's another great answer for you, Tanya. <laughs> About where was it coming from? Well, I don't know. There were a lot of things going on. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Peggy. Who else? Who else has a comment or if something resonated with them or a question? Well Lisa,
3: Lisa, well,
0: Cindy Lisa? Warner, can you hear me? Uh, I heard um, one, again. Lisa first. Uh, was that you, Diane? Yeah it was. Yeah it was. Okay. And then it was Cindy Warner after that. So Diane, you yeah. wanna go first? Well, um just well, um just I'm looking at the book at Um, the book. The dark um,
3: the Some dark, the light side of the light, light chasers. So you're you're having a lot of. Bad.
0: You're having Diane. You're echoing a lot. Yeah. Echo. Let me, let, yeah. me let, let me take Cindy and take let me see, and see, and see if I can figure this out. Woo! Talk about we have entities. All right, Cindy. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Good. Good. How are you, dear?
3: I am well. I am curious about the participant that was in the round pen. When the gray Percheron wrapped himself around, wrapped around her, her. Um, uh, if she if had, she, uh, what her experience was, I guess. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, do you want to answer that, the, the person in the round pen? I don't know whether she can. She's on the call, but I don't know if she can, given what device she's on. I'll just give a moment just to see. Uh, okay. I'll try to get a mic, she says. All right. Because I'd rather if she's here for well, you to. Okay. Yeah. Do I hear you? Um, here she right? Hello? is. Right? Hello?
3: All right. It's Cindy, but I don't hear anyone else.
0: Okay, well, she's trying to get a mic. So um, I'll tell you my feeling about what she was feeling and what I and what I heard uh, is that mm-hmm. she felt she she really needed a ground. So she felt a lot better when she was close to the ground. That part I remember. Jen, if you want to, you can you can uh, put it in the chat too. If you can't find a mic, you can just type it.
3: You know, because, uh because as you know Lisa the typical the typical setup is you know you go into the round pen with an intent and you come out and you talk about how you experienced that intent and I was just curious to know you know what that person went in with and what she came out with. Um you know
0: Well she says here process. that she says here that she felt very supported and she asked, uh, she asked Gandalf for the wisdom. I think she was just feeling very uneasy like I was. I mean, it was hard to get in touch with anything at that point. And it was so bizarre. And so there was this vulnerability, but there was trust there at the same time. So sure. I have to say for her to be able she was held by the, the person who was outside uh, facilitating her, she was held by the ancestors, She was held by me, she was held by Gandalf, so I feel that, uh, yeah, she said, Jen said, I can use her name, she, Jen felt very supported, and that's what she needed to feel, and so she did. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes when people go in with one thing, uh, they come out with another, or they come out with a different perspective on what it was that they wanted to get out of it. It's always an interesting thing. When you're in your heart, that's going to, uh, it's going to, it's dynamic and it, and, and it could very well shift. So that's a great question. Diane, did you stop uh, echoing? I don't know. Did I stop echoing? Can you hear me? Yes. You can? Yes.
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> Tanya says, Let, Let me just Gandhi.
0: say this: uh, uh, Tanya asked if it was Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Yes, that was the name of this great Percheron. <laughs> how, how perfect, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Diane, go ahead.
3: So I am I'm just integrating so much of this uh, in my own sense here. is um, the vulnerability and how. Open. Everyone became. I would have loved to have been there. How open everyone became to the the, the you know the, to seeing that darkness, that light energy coming up. I don't know if everybody experienced that, but for me, I thought this was a wonderful case study. I loved reading it. I loved hearing it, and the way that you introduced the shadow work and the the importance of it and its place in all of this work and how really. That we, we, we shut things down so easily because or I gotta say me. If I shut things down, I'm shutting that that energy out. I'm trying to shut out the dark energy and I shut out the light at the same time. I have a history mm-hmm. of having done that, never again. Um, right. I also love the way you describe the surfing horses. Mm-hmm. I have that in my head, now that there are like horses surfing on all these <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- that we that we you know maybe hide from or maybe whatever, but they are just surfing right through it. I i love that image, so I will hold well, that,
0: and and they do so. Yeah, you'll have to make bumper stickers and tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, thank you, thank you, Diane. Uh, who else? Is there anyone else that has a comment or a question or how does this fit in with your experience of doing this work, if you've been doing work or not? From Chris Hover, I will watch for surfing horses here in Hawaii. <laughs> I love it. Did Did you hear that, I love, Diane? I love it, Chris. <laughs> you may see them. You, may, you can teach your horses how to surf. Right? (laughs) That is so funny. Let's see. Message from Jen. Transparency, congruency. Love the simplicity of this. Yeah. Yeah. It was very important. Very, very important to have that happen. Because it's easy for people to panic in these situations. Right? That's why I definitely uh, appreciated the horses in their Calm. I mean, this was not unusual for them. It was just, it was incredible. It was, it was such a great, um, a great experience. And, and first of all, becoming aware of the fact that this kind of, this kind of stuff happens, can happen. And if you, I think we're, it happens more often than we are aware of. It just depends on our uh, individual. Level of awareness and then if collectively we even raise that level of awareness to a higher Place then even more things can happen Actually, we're going to have a really cool thing at uh, we're having our equine uh, facilitated learning certification intensive this weekend and We're going to bring in something that came as a result of this and it is a ritual a ceremony for gra- clearing grounding shielding and revitalizing so it's and we're going to be doing it with essential oils so it's it's a ritual that we're going to be uh combining into this program so that we can better prepare ourselves as we get to a higher and higher frequency of awareness and connection we want to be able to protect ourselves so that and ground ourselves so that we can truly facilitate and coach from that place without um and be able to manage these situations so i'm very excited about that thanks to uh randy and michelle let's see i appreciate your detailing this kind of experience yeah trish it's always wonderful to have you here really wonderful um Lisa? let's see yes
1: Sorry, it's Peggy again. I had a quick question before you moved on. I was just wondering um, at the beginning of this, you mentioned how you checked in with the horses and saw that they were all calm and steady through this entire sort of experience. And I'm just wondering what, if anything, you would have done differently if you had seen that the horses were behaving differently.
0: Uh, I have seen that many times, <laughs> and I stop everything. Step away from the round pen. <laughs> Let's sit down. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's go do some qigong. But the thing, the biggest thing, is not to be around the horses at that point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very important, and uh, but they they tell first of all when I can take people away from the horses, then I can actually go through that group processing that I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, find out what's actually happening. What needs to be brought out into the light? What is incongruent? So the horses are telling us this is not. So how can we create congruency? And that's where that skill of group coaching and processing comes in. So don't worry if we dance, If you. it happens Thank again, you. <laughs> you're, you're going to be safe. I promise you, and you'll learn how to do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, Thank you. you're so welcome, Peggy. Well, now I uh, I I'm noticing the time, and I I want to uh, I want to make sure that I honor that time. Uh, I just want to remind you that, and I said this last time, but for some of you, you may or may not know that as a result of uh, just all the everything that this kind of work needs we're going to be uh having new 2018 prices for our coach certification course and if you decide or you're thinking about deciding and you do if you register and contact me and register before the end of the year December 30th, you'll still have the 2017 prices. So I really want to uh, remind you of that and invite you to please, if you were able to, oh, that's for something else. If you were able to find uh, a resonance with what we talked about tonight, then this is definitely something that you might want to have a conversation with me about. Just Lisa at EquineAlchemy.com. And also, for those of you who just aren't quite sure and you just want to have an experience with the horses and I have this new six week uh, special uh, teleseminar course that means you get to just it's just like this I'll be online, but it is going to tap into this horse wisdom, tap into this horse energy, and we will learn so many things together and if you were able to feel. What, uh, what was happening through this experience, through this mod- modality with the uh, video, with the telephone, or with the uh, camera, you know how powerful this work is. So I invite you to look at that. And that's at equinealchemy.com forward slash finding. It's finding your sacred path through equine assisted coaching. That's equinealchemy.com forward slash finding. And I just invite you all to reach out to me whenever you want. Comments, whatever. And I'll be sending out the recording of this. So uh, for those of you who are want to hear it again or you want to share it with other people, please do. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I'm getting some really beautiful messages from, from people. And I just so appreciate that. Thank you all. You all are just part of the equine alchemy herd. That's why I invite you into into my home. And uh, I'm very, very honored that you're here. So I wish you all a beautiful holiday. And again, if you want to talk, Lisa at Equine Alchemy, I am here. Okay. Peace be with you all. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa
3: bye 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 bye.
1: (laughs) thank you
3: let's see i want to end the meeting